Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ike, the Super Bowl is here. The Bucks against the Chiefs at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. I cannot wait, but if you want to place a wager on the big game, BetOnline is the place to go. Oh, man. If you ain't got nothing else to do, or if you got a few moments, a few minutes, a few spare seconds, Go ahead on, go bet online, AG, man. You can bet 24-7, 365, whatever you want to bet on. Bet online has everything you need plus more. And we're going to be talking about some of these props and wagers and bets a little bit later in today's show. But betonline.ag, always available online and on your mobile device. Visit betonline today. Cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. Ike, starting today's show on a little bit of a different note, Patricia Rooney, the wife of late Steelers chairman Dan Rooney, passed away Saturday at her home. She was 88 years old, and it's my understanding you were part of the virtual services to honor and remember her life. She's a beloved member of the Steelers organization. I know how much the Rooney family meant to you, but I wanted to give the floor over to you and just to reflect on the life of Patricia Rooney. The foundation. You know, usually when you have success in the house, whether you want to believe it or not, it usually starts with the woman. You know what I'm saying? Moms make everything look so easy. Cooking, cleaning doing laundry, making sure the kids' rooms is clean, making sure their room is clean, making sure everybody is adjusted throughout the day, understanding scheduling, making sure the money is straight in the bank account. That's what usually moms do. And we all get a taste, or at least I have gotten a taste of when a mom is down and sick, how easy they make it. Like, dang, mom made breakfast look easy in the morning. Also as well, she made cleaning up the kitchen, she made doing laundry, she made making up the beds, she made going do groceries, going running errands, so easy. And yet we complain about it. So when a mom goes, a lot of things goes when moms leave the earth. It's passionate, it's genuine, it's mama bear. It's something we can never say we can relate to because moms carry us, you know what I'm saying? So it's the intuition, it's the nine months, it's the waking the husband up at night because she has an intuition, she has a feeling something ain't going right with one of her kids. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what moms are, that's what moms do. So, but Miss, Miss Pat, I call her Mama Rooney. You know, she, uh, cause I, the Rooney family has embraced me, so, for me, it's just, uh, I was able to be part of the Zoom viewing. So that, that's always special. 
to me. I called the email, I saw the email. Once I saw the email, uh, matter of fact, you and I were supposed to have our show yesterday, wind up talking about it, Mark, and uh, I wind up catching that viewing for a couple hours. So that's that's how it was for me. So um, the Rooney family, just a little bit different, but I say, it all, I say this all the time, and I say this in a good way. Women usually last longer than guys when they want to talk about life expectancy. You know, they, they, they're, they're a little bit, we might be tougher physically, they're way more tougher mentally than we are. And that's just my personal opinion. But um, when you lose a mom, when you lose a, a good woman like Mrs. Rooney, you lost the foundation from Papa Rooney, uh, from him having his kids and the legacy they have as that organization, it started with Mrs. Rooney. You know, that's what made Papa Rooney's job easier. You know, he, he got to go to work and take care of the front office side, the draft side, the football side, because he knew what he had at home in Mama Rooney, AKA, you know, Miss Patricia, if you know her, they call her Pat Rooney. But, you know, everybody knew what she was. She, she was. she was into her faith. She was into her family. So that, that, that was the two for her, faith and family. And Mr. Rooney bought that to work. He bought the faith and family part to work. And his, his son is doing the same thing, Mr. Art. You know, cause it's Art Dan, Art Dan, Art Dan, Art Dan. That's how they do. That's how they do it in their family. If you have a boy. So, you know, it's just, it's just always, for me, it's just, I'm just glad to be a part of the Rooney family. I'm glad to have played for the Rooney family. I'm glad the Rooney family called me family. So uh, the heavens then got another angel. That's how I look at it. They captured another angel. So that's all that is. She did everything she needed to do while she was on earth. You know, now the heavens then called another angel. So that's, that's cool with me. Pat Rooney was born on the North side, graduated from the University of Pittsburgh. She was married to Dan Rooney for 65 years, and they both served as ambassadors to Ireland from 2009 to 2012. She remained involved in some NFL affairs after Dan's death in April 2017. I, I can imagine it was nice to see some familiar faces on that Zoom call yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really want to shoot out no names because, you know, I, uh, I think they want to keep that private. But, yeah, okay. um, for me, it was just, you know, paying my respect. That's how it is for me. Just always paying respect to the Rooney family because uh, the Rooney family have put me in a situation where I'm, I'm very fortunate, Mark. I'm very fortunate. So uh, just want to thank thank the Rooney family. Of course, I know, you know, Mama Rooney meant a lot not only to a lot of people, but she held that family down, and that family is the Rooney family. But then again, the, the, the heavens did catch another angel. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. Ike, we're going to change gears here a little bit and we're going to have some fun. So in your playing career, played 12 seasons in the league. You played in three right. Super Bowls. You won two. And I got this idea from friend of the show, Dave Damashek. Yeah. And media day is going to be a little bit different this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But every year they fly in media members from all over the world and I always love keeping track of the dumbest questions. So I want to open it up to you. And I wrote down a whole list of them. But 
In your experience with Super Bowl Media Day, what was the dumbest question someone asked you? Man, dang, that's a good question, bro. I don't really, I don't really know, Mark. Like, ain't nobody really. I really never looked at a question dumb because I feel like I always had the answer. Man, I don't. Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know. I don't even remember. Like, ain't nobody really asked me no dumb. <laughs> No dumb question. You know, I honestly think there really is no such thing as a dumb question, especially because I figure I got the answer. Now, if you get personal, which nobody have never got personal. But yeah, I, I don't think I really had somebody to ask me a dumb question, Mark. I think the one that takes the cake is, is this a must win game for the Super Bowl? And I always love the clip because some players are in on it, on what Damashek's trying to do. But some of them just look at him and like, are you actually serious right now? Like, how are you a credentialed member of the media? Is this a must win game takes the cake for me? Man, you know Shaq different. You know, you know Shaq, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the time. I don't even know how that stuff come across Shaq's brain. But he always asks like some of the craziest questions. But he be dead ass serious though, Mark. Like Shaq be dead ass serious when he be asking them questions. But that's Shaq though. That's why Shaq is a part of the media cause he'll ask a question like that and be serious. And sometimes it get responses people wouldn't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? But that's just Shaq though. The funniest when he asked, I saw a clip on his Twitter feed the other day and he's asking someone who's in the Super Bowl. He's like, are you worried if if that if your team wins that you drop down a draft position by one? And he looks at the guy like he's dead serious. And it's like, did this really just come out of your mouth, dude? But it's it's hilarious. You got to kind of be in on what he's doing. Yeah, that's Shaq, man. Shaq a little bit different, bro. Shaq is all all the way different. Don't forget his background is being a comedian as well. Course, so that's what people got to understand about Shaq. I love some of them, though, where it's like, is this a career-defining moment? Are you pumped up for the game? Another one that I thought was hilarious. Are you sad that you missed out on playing the Pro Bowl? Like, that to me is just like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Shake me on some BS. Well, some, of the, some of these I came up with myself. Some of them are, it's, it's, some of these are inspired by him. Uh, the other one I like, too, is... Uh, <laughs> How much playing time will the starters get in this one? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, some of them are just like, like, oh, man. In all seriousness, this is one I always like. This gets asked every year. Which mascot you think would win in a fight? So you've got the Chiefs against the Buccaneers. In my opinion, I think it really depends on which terrain are we fighting on because if there is an ability for deception, I kind of would like a chief, but a buccaneer is a pirate and pirates are a little bit different. They're kind of crazy. I'm going to kind of defer of what terrain are we fighting on, but which mascot do you think would win in a fight, Ike? Oh, man, I'm going to go with the chief's mascot. I'm, I'm going to go with the chief mascot, man. That's, that's what I'm going to ride with. And I don't think it has anything to do with terrain. I'm just going to ride with it. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Like any other media day experiences that you remember, I, I always loved hearing from Marshawn Lynch when his Seahawks teams were in the Super Bowl. 
and he would give the same canned response of I'm here. I'm just here. So I won't get fined. He was always doing something a little bit different. And I hope we get to see him in a commercial of some sort because he's absolutely hilarious. But in your career, what do you remember about Super Bowl media day? Oh man. You had to be careful. what you say? You, you, you had to really, well, I know for Pittsburgh, they put certain guys up there. I was up there, Troy was up there. They, 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 knew, they knew who to put on a podium. Pittsburgh did. They knew exactly who to put on the podium because uh, you didn't want to give anybody no bulletin board material. You know, if you got us, Pittsburgh put guys up there who thought clearly on what they was about to say or didn't say nothing at all. One of the two, either it was next question or somebody just fell back in their seat and like, man, what ain't gonna bother to take this one? Cause they sure did try to throw me a curveball on this one. You you just couldn't put no young buck up there on that podium because uh that bulletin board material, boy, you know that that's that's coming up ASAP. I'll say it for you, Ike. Uh, in, during the 2005 season, I always remember what Joey Porter, he got into it with the Seahawks tight end. I think it was Jeremy Stevens. And I know they were going back and forth. And this was really before social media. So this were, you know, headlines in actual print newspapers at the time. And, you okay. know, the, the, when you went to the Super Bowl two other times later in your career, I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like this is what you're drawing upon from that first time that you got, that your team went to the Super Bowl. Hold on, say it again, Mark. So in the first year, J- Joey Porter, and I believe it was Jeremy Stevens, whoever the yeah, Seahawks tight end, yeah, they're going back Jeremy and Stevens. forth. They're going back and forth. And again, it's before social media. But, right. you know, and you, the second time you went to the Super Bowl when you played the Cardinals, and then the third time when you played the Packers, sounds like you guys learned about that experience, you know, during your second trip, during your third trip to the Super Bowl of who to put up at the podium just given the first time when Joey, Joey went off. I remember he went off a little bit on Jeremy Stevens. No, nah, Peasy was like, man, if it's, if it's me or Jeremy Stevens in the alleyway, y'all know y'all picking me to win. Like, it was like, if, if, if y'all catch us in the street and it's me in the alley, y'all know y'all picking me to win? That, that, and, and we didn't see, you got to understand, our attitude in 2005 was Joey Porter personality. Like, all... You can't, you can't do this now. But all we did in the offseason was fight. I mean, we fought each other during the season. Like, we'll have a fight. We'll have a fight, shake hands, wash it off. Offseason, somebody will talk smack about us. We'll say we'll either catch you in Houston, Dallas, Miami, or Vegas, or at a Super Bowl event. There is no, there is no sign of no peace, peace treaty. No peace treaty. This is what we're not doing. That's exactly what we did, bro. Like that, but that was Joey Porter personality. When I, bro, when I say we used to fight every offseason, we used to get in the fight with somebody every offseason. And we used to tell them on the field, like, okay, y'all know the referee is gonna break this up. So I'm not about to fight you on the field. So either we're gonna fight after the game in the locker room or I'm gonna catch in the offseason. Let me know which two we bought to do. There is no peace treaty. Ain't no, oh, bro, you know, I was just playing. No, 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 no. We're going to fight after the game in the locker room 
Or we're gonna fight in the offseason, bro. Are we clear? Um, some said they was cool with it, but the majority hit you with the nah, bro. You know, I was just playing. No, 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 no. That was our personality when Jordan Porter was our captain. Then it came down to then it was James Ferrier. And you know, Pot Dog, he's more buttoned up. He's a he's a real live business. He bought his business. Pot Dog, you know, Pot Dog was about his Pot Dog, James Ferrier is one of those, dang, how can he have so many bodies under his belt? Like I would never think that guy would be a sniper. Like Pot Dog was one of those guys. Like Pot Dog was very deceiving, very cool. Grandma, mama loved him. Everybody loved, all the ladies loved Pot Dog. All the old ladies, all the ladies loved Pot Dog. But boy, when he got on that field, you like, man, who is this dude? You already knew what you was getting with Peasy. Like, we was getting the OG gangster. Man, this is what the hell we doing. We coming in, we doing kick doors. This is what we doing, bro. Pot dog is yes, ma'am, no ma'am. Grandma loved him. Your mama loved him. Very manable, country boy, good looks, all that kind of, all, all that. But boy, when he got on the field though, Mark, man, I remember, I remember we played the Ravens. Coach the bull called cover zero. And Ray Wright scored on the cover zero off of a sweep. And, uh, Man, I'm walking back to the huddle because we they about to they, they about to do a field goal. So I'm walking back. We walking back, and I'm blowing up. I said, "Man, how the f? Man, how the f they score on the damn cover zero? And we got the best we got the best linebacker crew, the best front seven in the damn world, and they score off a tall sweep on the all out blitz. And I'm just rumbling my mouth, right? James Ferrier, he turned around. He said, "You need to shut the fuck up." I said, excuse me? He said, you need to shut the fuck up. I said, damn, Pot Dog, I thought we was better than that. Like, you just stayed at my crib for two months. In Orlando, we just worked out for a whole offseason. Is, is, is this how you feel? Is this how you feel about me? You keep running your damn mouth. You need to shut the fuck up. You need to catch some damn interceptions. I said, oh. I said, I must have hit, I hit a, a soft spot. I said, Pot Dog. All they did was run the ball on our number one defense off of a top sweep and nobody got their hands on them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what, what, I told, what I told him. But boy, when he told me he shut the F up, I was like, can I like that? I thought, I thought it was cool. Like, what the hell? Just happened. But I did take a shot back. He took a shot at my hand, so I had to take a shot back at that number one rusher. <laughs> <laughs> the word you use, deception. I prepping for the interview when we had him on the Believe It Steelers podcast several weeks back. It was like I, I'm watching the clips of Ferrier and his career highlights, and then when talking to him, it's almost like two completely different people. And if you knew him personally people. versus you see what he does on the field, it's just like, is this even the same guy? It's not, bro. He, he's, he, he really is the hawk. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he really is the hawk. Like, to play football, you got to play that green character as a hawk. 
but when the hawk gets back to being human, he he just want to be a regular person. You know, he really he don't want to wake that person up. I couldn't wait to to James Ferrer became that hawk because he was he was he was something special. He was something different. Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, Ike, we're going to go to our Super Bowl prop bet. So we talked last week about I like the Chiefs. You like the Buccaneers in this game. Lines at three, but couple of prop bets I want to get to on today's show. Super Bowl MVP. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite, followed by Tom Brady. But other than the two quarterbacks, is there a player that you like to step up in Super Bowl 55 that you think that would be a good value bet? And I've got all of the odds listed out, but is there a certain player on either team that you think that could step up in the big game? No, it ain't no player. It's, it's Tampa defensive line going to be the reason why Tampa won the Super Bowl. Between Vita, between Ndamukin, between JPP, between Barrett, that this deep, this defensive line is about to be why Tampa will be hoisting that Lombardi trophy. I know the Chiefs have had injuries on the offensive line as well at both tackle positions, so they've got to shuffle guys around Knock on wood, neither team has to deal with any more complications from COVID-19. I know two Chiefs players are out with that. Give me either Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey for Super Bowl MVP if the Chiefs offensive line can keep Mahomes upright. Hill's at 10 to 1, Kelsey's at 12 to 1. And I think Hill, I think, is a pretty good value at 10 to 1 because if he can rip off really two big plays, and we know he's capable of that. I think that there's good value there. I'm not saying he's necessarily going to win Super Bowl MVP, but if he gets off like two long receptions or they get him on an end round jet sweep, I think he has the speed. He has the game breaking ability to take one to the house at any given time. Tell you, man, Tampa's going to do exactly what San Fran did. They played cover three and the linebackers dropped back deep. Patrick Mahomes in the offense is such a home run hidden offense. All Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan had to do was score three more points to put the game out of reach. They didn't because San Fran defense played lights out that game. And it, it won't nothing but a cool cover three, a little bit of cover two, but for the most part, let our defense alignment, let the front four, cause we don't blitz a lot at San Fran. Let the front four get to Patrick Mahomes and linebackers, y'all drop back in these zones, these deep zones. And if it's third and short or whatever, just understand Patrick Mahomes probably want to get the ball out quick to so-and-so and I'll probably go into a cover two. I'm looking at Ty Balls like he's taking a real good look at this San Fran KC Super Bowl. And I think he's going to run the exact same defense because they got the front four personnel like San Fran. 
they're all just as good. San Fran probably was deeper at the defensive line. I'm glad you mentioned last year's Super Bowl. I was talking to my dad yesterday, and he was watching a replay of Super Bowl 54 between the 49ers and the Chiefs. Remember, there was a pass late in the game Garoppolo missed. He overthrew his receiver. Are you talking about the one to Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, I think that yeah. was the play. He had an overthrow late in the game yeah. where he completes the pass. Are we talking about 49ers as Super Bowl champions? Because yeah. there's a lot of people this week who forget that play, but they go back to the season before in the AFC Championship of when D Ford lines up offsides against the Patriots. It ends up costing the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So a lot of people are saying this week, oh, the Chiefs, they could be three-peating instead of going back-to-back if not for D Ford's offsides. It's like, well, no, because I could say the same thing about the 49ers if Garoppolo completes that late touchdown pass instead of the overthrow. It's a game of inches. Oh, man. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. How, how they, the road they took to win the Super Bowl last year, the Kansas City Chiefs, like no other. Down 10 one game, down 24 one game, down 10 in the Super Bowl. Like them, the, the, what they did last year was, was historical. You know what I'm saying? But the quarterback they're playing this year know how to capitalize off of your mistakes. The quarterbacks KC have been playing, one ain't really been in that position, Two don't know how to capitalize off of KC mistakes. Tom Brady know how to capitalize off your mistakes. That's the difference. Mess around if you want to. You know, and I'm sure Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, like, ain't no such thing as coming back 24 to zero from Tom Brady. Ain't no such thing as coming back. Ain't no such thing as coming. This ain't Bill O'Brien and Sean Watson. This is Tom Brady organization. You know what I'm saying? This ain't a town books organization. This is Tom Brady organization. And this is this is what exactly what he's doing. You know, he's not letting them boys jump up to a 24-point lead if y'all want to. Go on, get the confetti. Go on, put the man at number seven. And I call that a week. I call that a week. <laughs> that man, that man got a week. He got a week on his fingers. <laughs> The man got a whole week. Right now, he Monday through Saturday. You go don't let Tom Brady win this seventh one. Man, the man went from Monday to Sunday. He got a whole week, man. <laughs> I, I know he uh, trade either copyrighted or trademarked Tampa Tampa Bay, but a week, <clears throat> Ike, you got something there from a marketing standpoint. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I'm, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you, Marky Mark. <laughs> Uh, let's go to first touchdown score. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are the two favorites. The favorite for the Buccaneers is Mike Evans at 10 to 1. I think two guys that provide good value for the Buccaneers, they're tight ends. Rob Gronkowski at 16 to 1, Cameron Brait at 24 to 1. I like mm-hmm. the payout of both of those players. If the Buccaneers go down uh, early in the game, are in a goal line situation, Brady knows how to find his tight ends. He obviously has the rapport with Gronkowski dating back to their days in New England. And then Cameron Brait is utilized in a goal line scenario. I think at 16 to one for Gronkowski, 24 to one for Brait, they both provide good value. But is there a player you like to score the first touchdown in Super Bowl 55? I'm going to go AB, Antonio Brown. I'm going to go AB, man. 20 to one odds there. Yeah, you know what? I need to go bet online for real. 
That's what I need to do because I think AB is going to be the first one to score a touchdown. I could see him getting into the mix too because he didn't play in the NFC Championship game too. So find a way to get him the ball early on and at the highest stage. We know what he can do. We know his ability. So good value there as well. Couple of other fun ones. Length of the national anthem over under at two minutes. I feel like everyone's going to be inclined to take the over in a lot of these bets because I know the Super Bowl is something a lot of people wager on. Am I crazy to say, hey, let's take the under instead of always taking the over and everything instead of going extra or further on everything? I'm going to take the under here. What do you think for the anthem? You think it's going to be more than two minutes? Two minutes is the over under. I'll take the under for the anthem. Yeah, I think it's going to go over two minutes. I mean, there are going to be, say, 20,000 people there, but it's not going to be a, a packed stadium under normal circumstances. Did you, did you see how packed the Green Bay Packers <laughs> stadium was? Did you see how packed the KC? See, like, they, they tell us 22,000. Well, man, them stadiums are looking more than 22,000, 8%. Them things are looking more than 8, 25% on TV. Ike, do you have the black market hookup to get us into Super Bowl 55? That's what it sounds like. No, I got the Mr. Rooney hookup. So me and my son are going. For real? He gave us, uh, yeah, my, me and my son are going. We're going to leave Saturday Sunday morning, and we're going to stay there overnight. Now, other than when Ivan has watched you play in the Super Bowl, that's, there's that great picture of the both of you at Raymond James Stadium when you won your second Super Bowl. Has he been to a Super Bowl game? No, this, this, I mean, he, he's been to three, but this, this would be his first Super Bowl he actually remembers. You know what I'm saying? He was, well, he wasn't born in 2005. He was born in 2006. So 2008, he was three, 2010, he was like five. He, he really don't remember. And um, I'm like, bro, you know it might rain. He was like, so? He said, don't we play in the rain? I was like, yeah, okay. So he, he ready to go. That's awesome. And that'll be a great experience for him and a great father-son bonding moment for the both of you as well. I mean, I didn't oh, know yeah. that, Ike. That's, yeah, called, that's called burying the lead. Like, we're 30 minutes into this podcast and you just dropped that on me. I, like, come on, Ike. <laughs> My bad, bro. A few other props to get to. How many times the word kindergarten will be said? So this is at a half. And the reason why is Tom Brady started his first Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes was in kindergarten. I'm going to take the over here. I think this is just one of those stats that's so unbelievable. I'll take the over. What do you think? Well, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over as well, bro. few other overs I like. How many times Bill Belichick will be said? How many times the word Patriots will be said? It's hard not to link Tom Brady and his legacy and his six, six Super Bowl titles to the Patriots. Again, Bill Belichick is one. Patriots is two. I like the overs for both of those. I don't think Patriots will be said too many times during the broadcast. I don't think Bill Belichick will be, won't be said during the football game. I don't, because you got and then you got B.A., so I don't think nobody really ain't nobody don't, don't nobody really care about the Patriots right now, especially for the Super Bowl, man. It's it's gonna be an uh, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, BA kind of game, Brian Leftwich kind of game. Right? I don't think nobody tripping on Belichick or the Patriots. I don't think none of them announcers going. I don't think they really have too much to say about Coach Belichick and the Patriots. 
not for the Super Bowl, and especially not because they're not in it. All right, all right, we differ there. A few other ones to get to. Will a clip of John Gruden from when he won the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers be shown? I think this is one of those bets that you throw in to a parlay because yes is is minus 500. So it's a, a heavy, heavy favorite that a clip of John Gruden will be shown because that's the last time the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. I would put this into a parlay if you're making a wager on the game to increase your odds and get a higher payout. Now I beg to differ. I would say they would show more of our highlights because it was actually in Tampa Super Bowl than actually showing John Gruden and the Bucks actually winning a Super Bowl. You've got good odds there, Ike. You've got plus 300, so an underdog bet, but you put 100 down, you'd win 300 and get 400 back. So if you are right about that, this is just one of those things where I'm thinking as a TV producer – and to be able to tell the Buccaneers story, I always have mentioned on the Believe in Steelers podcast, last time they made the playoffs was in the 07 season. And again, it's been even well before that from when Gruden won coming over as head coach of the Oakland Raiders to the Tampa Bay right. Buccaneers. So either way, if you're going to bet yes, throw it into a parlay. If you're going to bet no, you get a nice payout. If not, I, this is why I wanted to talk to you today. The color of the liquid poured on the winning coach. Now, it's funny that they say liquid and not Gatorade, but orange is the overwhelming favorite here. But right. based on I'm your experience blue. playing in the league, see, blue is, se- blue is seven to one. Blue, you have the worst odds at plus 700, but why blue? Explain this to the listeners. I'm, I'm just going to go with the blue. I got, I got a big feeling. I got a gut feeling they're gonna, it's going to be that blue color, bro. So blue is different than clear. You know that, Ike. Correct. So I'm, I'm going to rock with the blue. I'm going to go with the dawn. You know that dish detergent called dawn? I'm going to go with the dawn blue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink that, Ike. Don't drink the dawn soap. But I got you there. Is blue your favorite color, Gatorade? No, nah, black. Me, I, well, black is my favorite color. Favorite color, Gatorade, is orange. Okay, okay. Again, orange is the favorite Red slash pink is the second at three to one. So it'll be fun to see that. And then also given your experience in the league, whether it's a defensive player, an offensive player, you can also wager on both. But do you have any insight there on which either offensive or defensive players will actually pour the Gatorade on their head coach? Any insight there? Oh, it's always the defensive guys. Defensive guys always trying to get the head coach. Hey, I do remember this. My homeboy bet some money on me in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl we won in 2005 that I would catch a pick in, in that game. And I can't tell you, yeah, I can't tell you how much he won. He won over 100,000. He won over 100,000. I think we might need to wrap on that as we start to wrap up here on the Believe in Steelers podcast. Ike, are you pumped for the big game? Do you see what I did there with the question? <laughs> That's my Ric Flair impersonation right there, baby. Right, any final thoughts before signing off here? Man, Bet Online, appreciate everything Bet Online do for us. Y'all been rocking with us since day one. Want to thank Mark Bergen. Want to thank the listeners. Want to thank Believe Podcast for believing in Mark and I, putting us on these radio shows and all that good stuff. 
Uh, make sure y'all tune in every Tuesday. Mark and I are always talking about something. And it's usually football, if you know what I'm saying. Trying to be insightful, trying to be funny, trying to just uh, give the listeners and the viewer whatever they're looking for when we want to talk about football. Special prayers to the Rooney family. Again, special prayers to the Rooney family. Yeah, we lost a good one on earth, but we gained an angel in heaven. That's how I look at it with, with Mrs. Patricia Rooney. Just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Make sure y'all rate, review us. Let us know what you're thinking. Give us any questions. I'm sure we, and make sure they're cool questions too. Make sure they're not no smart ass, dumb ass questions, please. But <laughs> just, <laughs> just want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in on the weekly, man. We're nothing without y'all tuning in, writing and reviewing us. We want to appreciate that. Peace. Just want to give a quick shout out to Digital Ad Insert to Just Live as well. Thanks to them for sponsoring the show in addition to betonline.ag. Ike, it's always fun chopping it up with you, but to the listeners, enjoy the big game. Enjoy Super Bowl 55 Buccaneers Chiefs at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Take care. So long, everyone, and enjoy the Super Bowl. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.